Audio Frontier. Larson. Oh, he's in. Henrik Larson. That is sensational. Lambert. Oh, what a way to settle it. Nakamura. It's Tom Rogge. Celtic Daft. Welcome back to the first Celtic Daft since the Hat Rangers game. I am producer Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by the main man, Mr. Chris Toll. How's life, Chris? Life is rosy, Ryan. It's, it's rosy. It's been a good week, isn't it? It's been a good week. Have you been up to much in the last week, mate? Just gloating a few days? Do you know what? No, I tend not to, I tend not to get involved in that sort of banter anymore. Don't get me wrong. If anybody says anything, they get it back tenfold. But it's uh, aye, it's been it's been sweet because it has been very quiet on the on the other side of the city, shall we say? Just a bit, mate. Just a bit. Uh, right before we crack on with the podcast, thank you to everyone as always who listens to Football Daft, Shout Daft, and even Rangers Daft every single week. Um, if you like any bonus content, early access to podcasts, video versions of all three, um, head to patreon.com forward slash football daft, support us that way. Anybody who signs up also has a chance to be a pundit here on Celtic Daft or Rangers Daft as well. So get to patreon.com forward slash football daft. Right, let's crack on with the show tonight then, shall we, Chris? It's the first podcast, like I say, um, since that victory over the old Rangers last week. Um, it was discussed briefly on the, the main pod Kind of on Thursday there or Friday. Um, but how impressed were you with us uh, against Rangers in that game? Mate, we were outstanding. We were absolutely outstanding. I've got no idea what Van Bronckhorst's on about after 25 minutes he took over. Aye. Because at no point did Celtic look in any danger whatsoever. At no point. And, you know, it was good to see Hitati really kind of announcing himself. I know that he... Obviously played really well against Hearts and scored that screaming against him, but this was like his coming out party. It was incredible, man. What a performance. Aye, it was it was brilliant, man. I've, I've kind of noted two guys in this performance that I want to highlight. One of them was Rio Hatate. The other one, mate, was Matt O'Reilly. You know, it, it was a bit of a random signing, Matt O'Reilly, you know, when we brought him in. No, uh, no, 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 wait a minute. It wasn't a random signing. No, right? no, we, we, like... we never knew about him. I right. know, this is, this is what I'm trying to say. You know, it, it, because we brought in these three, these three boys for Japan, um, all the kind of signing and dancing was about them because of where Angie mm-hmm. played or managed before. They got all the spotlight. O'Reilly kind of just came in and people were a wee bit like, all right, okay, boy for MK Dons, whatever. Like, Japanese guys are here, that's who we care about. But this guy, mate, he was unbelievable. What did, what did I game. say to you? What did I say to you? When he played against Hearts at Tynecastle, you said, how did how was O'Reilly? And I says, mate, he's going to be a really important player for us. That's exactly what I said, wasn't it? And you know what? He's He's got this eye for a through ball that I haven't seen since Nakamura. And I know, obviously, he's only played a couple of games, but like Stephen Ferdinand says, you can only comment on what you've seen. And the guy has not put a foot wrong with the exception of the, the cut back and the miss against the United. That was the Hi. only thing. Um, he's been exceptional for your life exceptional well, I mean o- overall in, in all the games that I've seen him he has looked good but particularly this game against Rangers mate you know we went into this game we, we had 
Callum McGregor coming back, you know, we thought, is he going to last this game because of the facial injury? Hitate, O'Reilly, you know, two boys who'd never played against Rangers before, never really understood kind of what it was about. You know, the majority of the team actually didn't really understand what that game was about. Um, do you think that kind of played into our favour a little bit, having these boys in the team who, I'm not going to say didn't know what to fear, because I don't think we would have feared them at all, but, you know, having that mm-hmm. kind of previous experience of what these games are like and going in it with that little bit of kind of jeopardy, that little bit of fear, mm-hmm. do you think that made a difference, you know, having these kind of new guys in for us? Aye, it can work both ways. You know what I mean? It can It can work in your favour or it can go in the complete opposite direction and we've seen that in the past you know what I mean new guys coming in against Rangers and just not not uh, hitting the ground running at all but um, I think that this this could work in our favour for the rest of the season mm-hmm. because like I, th- I can't remember who it was that said it but somebody says these people these players that have just arrived and are playing for Celtic just now are looking at Rangers and going like ah, I mean they're immense. That's so, what we're up against. Aye, but again, that's something else that can work in, in both both directions because it could then become maybe lackadaisical against them, but I don't see that happening. I don't see Angela allowing that to happen. Aye, no. Aye, we see me have uh, that, that bit between our teeth now as well. You know, we've got that um, it, kind of early season. We looked a bit ropey, as we all know. I think that was the guys kind of getting used to each other. I think they're uh-huh. more than used to each other now. You know, we've seen it. We had the extended winter break. They've done a bit of training then. They've came back, all guns blazing. You know, ever since then, we've, I don't think we've dropped any points off since then. We've, we've won every game since, since that, that, that break. Uh, yep. um, couple, of, couple of kind of ropey, ropey games as well in between. But, you know, it, it's like we always say, Champions game games like them out the ones that we did struggle. I'm talking United game, talking you know it was the the Hearts one as well. Yeah. You know when that got a bit shaky. But um, just lastly, mate, on on Hitate, I want to talk about his his two goals. Um, particularly the second one. You know, explain when you're watching that, mate. What are you thinking when you see this guy pick that ball up and he takes a shot? Because for me, I'm going, why are you shooting? Like Finner, is this the second goal or the first goal? The second goal. No, the second goal. I knew he was going to score. See the minute the ball fell to his feet, I fucking knew it. I knew he was going to score. Aye, and a lot of people are getting um, Alan McGregor a bit of hassle about it. But see if you see the view of behind behind Hatati, he's bent it round that defender. McGregor doesn't see that until the very last second. I mean, so it's. That was that was an exquisite finish for him, a tremendous finish, and it's a it's a finish that we've that we've not had in a player since Stuart Armstrong left. He's a, he would have been the sort of player that would have tried that. So you know, and what you you also need to look at the fact, Ryan, we've come into that game, and I believe now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe ten, sorry, nine of the eleven players that started that game were on signings. Aye, the only two that were that McGregor and, were, uh, uh, Greg, and Taylor. Greg Taylor, aye. So, aye. you know, you, you really need to give this guy credit because the job that he's done in the smallest amount of time that he's had is unbelievable because if you look at that first game at Tynecastle at the start of the season and you see how far we've came, it's night and day, man. And mm-hmm. I'm 
I'm just hoping that we get him signed on to a new contract before before Pep leaves Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where he's been down? Here he go, I just by you. Is he no part of the City group, but true, mate. True. Fair point. Um, right, so we're not dwelling on that anymore then because, she, like I said, you touched on that on the main podcast anyway. Um, the other player that did score was Abada, but we'll get into him as well on the, the game for the weekend. So we next game up, mate, move top of the league. Um, first time this season, long may continue. Um, no rest for the lads, straight in. Weekend, Motherwell away. You know, it's a tough place to go. You know, I was at Fur Park earlier in the season, mate, when... Uh, uh, was it goes Jota scored and so the Turnbull as well? Yeah, th- Thunderbolt. Um, that day, always a tough venue, man. How were you feeling going into this game? You know, did the high from the old firm game kind of give you the hope that we were going to, you know, carry this form on? Or were you aye, but that, dis- that disappeared as soon as the fucking whistle went <laughs> to start the game. To be honest, with you, I know that we, how, how long did it take us to score? Was it 15 minutes or something? Or? Something like that, aye. Right, you see that 15 minutes, I'm like, we're never scoring here. We're never going to score here. And their goalie was pulling off save after save after save. You know, Celtic won 4 nothing, And for me, the mother will go. He's the man of the match. Aye. He, he pulled off I mean? a few so, cracking saves. Uh, just checking, mate. It was 28 minutes. It went. It so 28 minutes. Twice Aye. as long as your ass was doing buttons. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> Luckily, I was sitting in a boozer eating, eating my lunch at the time. So I had something to... Uh, Take my take my mind off it, but I was watching the game in the pub at the same time. And like I said, that this is what it's going to be like for now until the end of the season, man. It's going to be nerve jangling every minute of every game is going to be fucking, and it's going to be the same on both sides. Do you know what I mean? And Aye. and if Rangers play before us on a Saturday or a Sunday, then and they go back to the top of the league, then that puts the pressure on us. And likewise, if we if we go. Uh, four points ahead of them before they play you know the added pressure on the players in this running is going to be exceptional and I'm I'm looking forward to it but I don't know if my fucking nerves can handle it to be honest with you <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I'm the exact same you know I was sitting for the the first time in a while I've actually sat and watched both games um, I say I watch both games I watch the Rangers game until it went 2-0 and then I left because um, that's what I normally do um, <clears throat> but you know you've got that kind of I'm watching that Hearts game with Rangers as well. They go one nil up. Hearts come out, and I'm thinking, here by way, see if we if they drop points here and we go four clear. You know, mm-hmm. you always like that buffer, don't you? It's at Aye. least four points, man. You always like to have that buffer going into the games. I so that um, if you drop if you drop one game, then you know that's it's not you're still going to be at the top regardless. Aye, um, I I know exactly what you're saying, mate. Um, like I said, it's I'm getting to the point now where I I see I see all the everything that he's doing starting to come together. Aye. You know, and I want I want it as much for him as I as I do for for us as Celtic fans. I want it as much for him. You know what I mean? And he, it's just it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant to watch. For even for the start of the season, like I say, I wasn't expecting anything, but now he's got me expecting. He's got me starting to expect and I, I wouldn't have thought that, that would have been the case at the start of the season. To be honest with you, no. So like, like I like I said at the start of the season, see as long as Angie's still the manager at the start of next season, then there's no been any reason to sack him, and I would have considered that as a success. Now mm-hmm. we're halfway through the season; we've already got one trophy under our belt. Right, we're top of the league, and we're we've got a 
what you would consider to be a fairly easy game in the Scottish Cup, which should see us through to the next round. Yeah. We're still in Europe as well. And <laughs> somebody says to me the other day, by the way, we're down to 21 to win that. And Ange's interview, he said, it was after the, the Rangers game, I think he says, the way we play football, I believe that we're a match for any team in the world. And it, I think what he, meant, he, he was kind of having a wee nod towards, to Europe, towards Europe. I, I that's the way I took it anyway. So, you know, as, as long as it doesn't interfere with what we're trying to do in the league just now, then there's no mm. reason why, again, a, a decent run in, in the conference is going to, it's only going to bear fruit in the long run as well. It's funny because you, you look at how the seasons went, mate, because obviously we started, let's take a, a quick look back. Look at last summer, Ange comes in, people are people are laughing at us for singing this guy who's not got coaching badges here. You know, I, I remember the video of Alan Brazil on Talk Sport doing the rounds and Ali McCoy's laughing at him, Aye. you know, at the time. And I remember thinking, away you go. But it should, it should of, be him that's skiing out the fucking coaching badges. <laughs> no, I mean, no, like, you've got people making comments like that, you know, like, Somebody called him Portaloo or something like that as well, didn't they? Aye, something like that. People take the piss at his name. We're all kind of sitting there going, you know, that's our new managers, don't slag him. But in the back of our minds, we're all going, they might be right, by the way, because this guy could be absolutely nobody. Because if it was the other way around, you know what I mean? Like at the time I says, I hope to fuck that this isn't our Pedro Cusina. Aye. Let's be honest, he was, was, with the exception of Australia and, and Japan, he was not, very well known at all you know what I mean no. I think he I think he was well respected in coaching uh, circles you know what I mean like Pep Guardiola had a lot of good things to say about him yeah. um, other other managers that have faced against him obviously uh, you've got like, people like Aniesta and all of that commenting on him before before um, he started to raid the J-League for players as well so it's I think he's just he, he's just a likeable big guy and I think there's so many Rangers fans that I know that enjoy listening to him talk as well. You know what I mean? And Grado and Stephen say it as well. They, they enjoy listening to him talk because he, he calls a spade a spade and he doesn't shirk any questions at all. And see if he feels like the media or anybody's getting on their case unduly, then he, he faces them up. And that's something yeah. that we've been missing, you know? So it's um, I'm looking forward to it. I think, it, it's, like I said, it's... I think it should be time that we're looking at a longer contract for him because I think he's done already within six months, which I was expecting him to take two or three years to do. Right. So that, that's the point I was going to make. You know, we, we come into this season thinking rebuild you. And you, you said there, I'm expecting nothing. I'm not getting my hopes up for anything. You, you've been on record saying that every single week for the first six months of the season. And then even now, somebody like you who was so, like, you didn't know what to. You didn't want to put that out there. You didn't want to be so so forward and thinking that we can do this. But now something's changed, and it has changed. It's changed maybe mostly over the last two months. I think since kind of mid December. I think since we got confirmation that we're in the Conference League, we had European football of some sort after um, after Christmas. Then we played a, a few games quite decent leading up to Christmas. Then we got that break, and then we came back all guns blazing. I think people at that point have then went right. Hold on a minute. See, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I actually think it was before that because I can never remember the Celtic fans as buzzing for the football coming back mm-hmm. as, as it was after that wee break there. I mean, I've who was it we played first again? 
Who was uh, it? Was it Hibs? No. I, I, Hibs. I, it was midweek game, wasn't it? It was a Monday night. I think, and I was fucking, my arse was making buttons. I could not wait for the game. No. I really could. I, it was because Maeda scored in the first couple of minutes, mine. Uh, it, was a, it was a Monday night game, first with fans back, wasn't it? Aye, and do you know what? It was it was brilliant, but it's, uh, I would really look forward to every game now, whereas last season, although I was watching them, I wasn't looking forward to it and actually sitting and watching it was a chore as well. So right. it's even just, I, I feel as if I've got Celtic back, Ryan, and it's fucking what you say, man, will make it continue. Aye, it's class. Uh, right, let's go back to the, the Motherwell game then at the weekend. Obviously, you said the score there, 4-0, 4-0 victory in the end. Um, we discussed uh, a, a few of the goals that, that happened then and the performances around about that. First one, first goal, I've, I'm going to pinpoint someday in the build-up for this, who's probably not getting as much credit for it as he deserves, is Greg Taylor. Mm. You know, we have been critical of Greg Taylor so many times. Oh, I... You know what I've said about Greg Taylor in the past on this podcast? I actually you know, said it getting into, getting into the Rangers game. I said that he was a major, he was a major uh, weak link, but did, he, was, he was brilliant, man. He, he was brilliant. You, he never put a foot wrong. I happened to see the guy who's done the, the Celtic by numbers Twitter account. Have you... No. Have you seen that at all but let me see if I can find it very quickly while we're, we're on here um, because he done an assessment of two boys um, where is it here give me a second mate this is great for anybody listening um, so right okay this boy's put on it he does kind of analysis for the games right? right and he said some props for the derby for a couple of players that the day I had not been too kind for to, in whom I, I wondered have a long term um, kind of an Ange side. Firstly, Taylor, he's, in this game, his defensive performance was remarkable. He won 12 challenges, stroke interceptions, and lost zero. Last season, his average were 5.1 and 5.4. He won three more challenges than the next to Starfelt, and he won back possession 10 times, which is four more times than the next guy as well. Like in that old firm game, mate, he was an absolute baller. <laughs> going by, go by stats. Mate. And it's what you said there. It's a this is all part of the the effect that Andrew's having on the players, you know. And don't get me wrong, I I don't think we, uh, sorry, uh, Greg Taylor is by any way who Ange wants there if he would if he had the choice. Mm -hmm. But the same with Alston earlier on in the season, man, as long as he's not doing anything wrong, then. but I, I do have to say, the couple of games before the Rangers game, I thought he was terrible. I really do think he was terrible. But you've got to raise your hands and, and you know, when you give out stick, you've got to give out credit when it's due. And I thought he was brilliant against Rangers. I really did. I thought he was excellent. So he plays a good wee ball across a few defenders and uh, Motherwell game drops to Hitate, takes a look up, ball across the front of the box and there he is again, mate. I feel like Leo Abada scores the same goal every single week and teams <laughs> can't... Honestly, mate, teams can't cope with it because it's identical to the Rangers one. I'm pretty sure it's identical to one he scored early in the season as well against maybe Aberdeen. He scored... You know, he, he seems to have... As soon as the ball's on that left-hand side, mm-hmm. he's in the box. He's making even, even getting back to the game against Jablonets, that was the Aye. kind of goal he scored against them as well. He goes, no in, he goes in at that back post. Now, see, because he's done it against Rangers, there's going to be a light shone on that now. Aye. So so you're going to either have two men on him or the left back's going to be creating space for players like O'Reilly and Rogic to fill. 
you know. So it's yeah. again, it's a it's a it's a double edged sword. So I have to again, and I and you you as well, Ryan. You know, you, you did always say look at the numbers, but I th- I felt that Abada's performances had been pretty lackluster. Yeah. Right, right up until the break, and see if he's come back for the break. Like when we went to the Arrow game, I thought it was excellent in the Arrow game. The goal he scored was brilliant. But week after week now, he's building, and I was, I think he was a bit of a victim of his age at the start. You know, he just hadn't had that much experience, and I, I wanted him to be the player that I had seen on the videos. But I, it takes, I, I it think takes time. You see him being a victim, though. I think he was a victim of having uh, been a young boy who had a very good start. When he came in, he was he came in all guns blazing at the start of the season. Then he fell away, and then he got that kind of criticism about the age, and you know he, he's no get experience enough to kind of maintain this over a full season, etc. Because his, his performance has dipped a little bit. The, the boy's been was at twenty goals he scored so far. No, he's thirteen. 13. 13, 13. Sorry, 20, it's 20... Um, 20 goal involvements. Goal involvements he's got so mm-hmm. far. Um, to have that at this point in the season for, for a winger who's 20 years old, who's just come in, or maybe 21 now, who's just come in this oh, season. He's only, he's only 20, he was 19 when he signed. Is that what it was, right? Uh, so I knew, I knew he had a birthday at some point. Um, to have that at this point in the season, mate, it's unreal. You know, right. Again, somebody who's only going to get better and who is only getting better, he's now proven that he can actually score the goals as well. He's playing up front in some games. And, and grabbing goals for as you know, look at St. Marin when they played there and had a, a storm in a game. So that long, long may it continue for him as well, mate. Um nextly, boy I want to bring up. Yaka Marcus. No, no. The scorer of the next goal, Thomas Rogic, mate. Tommy to Shin Ange. roller. Shin roller, mate. Mate, absolute screamer a goal. He scores. And I just hey. want to remind you of something, mate. I just want to remind you of something. This mm-hmm. time last year, Neil Lennon tried to sell Tom Rogic to a team in Qatar for £3.5 million. I don't know if it was Neil Lennon specifically. Do you know I, what I mean? But, uh, I, but he, I, well, to, be, to be fair, the report was, the reason I said Neil Lennon is because he went to them and said, no, I don't need him anymore. He's not part of my plans. Get rid of him. And that's why they accepted that bid. That. Looking at him now, mate, under Ange, that's criminal for the performance aye, that he's been putting in. Aye, absolutely. Absolutely, especially when you look at uh, who was playing ahead of him. You know what I mean? Aye. So, aye, definitely. But I, I've been I've been critical of Rogic in the past, but it's always been more about his fitness. But that's improved tenfold now as well. Aye. And I think, it, I think it's more to do with the fact that Ange knows how to play him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. Rogic is like... He's playing more as a box to box midfielder, but he's his availability and his eye for a goal is improved so much over the past two months, even, you know. And yeah. that that goal against Motherwell, his first goal against Motherwell was outstanding. The second one was brilliant as well, but the first one was, was a great, great finish. A keeper couldn't even and we were talking earlier on about how much of a game the goal he was having. And Aye. it just it, it would have had to have been a, a special one to beat him at that point because he was saving everything. Aye, you see about his um his second goal as well. That's great link up play by him and Abada or Abada. By the way, him, that's the only point in the in the goals that he could have put that in where it would have been a goal because there was Aye. a defender on either side of the goalie, 
And there was a guy sliding in, Annie, the goalie to beat as well. Do you know what I mean? So there's five players there, or four or five players there. And he puts it right into the top bin. And it was, I was screaming for him to get the hat trick later on, but it just wasn't happening. When I'm, you've got to go across the goalie there, and he's went for the near post. I don't know why. Did you see that a stat they said on Sky Sports? You might not have heard it. That's the first time Tom Rogic has scored two goals for us in a league game ever. Really? <laughs> first time. Ever scored two goals in a league game? He scored them in other games, obviously, but in the league, it's his first time he scored two goals in one game, which That's I thought was mad. Considering he's been here for what nine years. Aye, your testimonial. <laughs> Near enough, mate. Um, right, lastly, then before we we move on from from this game, I text one of my pals, and I want to get your opinion on this. Maeda starts in this game down the left hand side. What did you make his performance before he went up front? I've I've said this during the game actually, like he's he was non-existent. Mm. He was completely non-existent. I thought when he came on against Rangers, he was non-existent. But I was more down to the fact that they had a wee bit more of a handle on the game at that point in time. Yeah. And really, if we're being honest, he's his game against Hibs as well. After he scored the goal, he kind of disappeared as well. So I I don't want to be too critical of him because again. He's got. You need to give the guy time to bed in, but mm-hmm. when he did go through the middle against Motherwell, he looked so much more of a threat yeah. than he had. I don't think he's the creative player on the left hand side. I mean, you seen the difference when Jota come on. Right. Well, what I text my pal, uh, tongue in cheek, I went. I think. I think my head, I might be shite, but I was obviously I was kidding on when I said it because I don't think he is shite. And he did say he's like, you need to give wingers more time because they're not always involved in the game, which is fair. Goes up front, mate. There he is, focal point, making the runs, charging down down the middle, ball through for O'Reilly, cuts back inside, means every single bit of it, chips it out the goalie with the, the biggest chip you've ever seen in your aye, life. That was unbelievable. That's the, that's the best love I've seen since Larson on course. Oh, aye. I don't, I don't know how he's done it, man. Like the, the skill to push your body. Pitch, fuck it. Pitching wedge attached to his fucking foot puppet. <laughs> but uh, no. no, I know what you're saying. And do you know when Maeda is, you're going to really see the best of Maeda in Europe? See when we've mm-hmm. got teams that are only sitting in against us and there's that space at the back. And do you know, the most of, it's going to be O'Reilly, Hatati, and Maeda. See they two playing these balls in behind the defence and him running because he's like fucking lightning the guy. He's, Aye, rapid. he's rapid. You know what I mean? So... Like I think you'll you'll get the best out of him then. Um Do we see him more as a more as a through the middle striker then than a winger? Are we kinda of agreed absolutely, on that? Absolutely, absolutely. But you need to also remember that uh, Kyogo's going to be back at some point. So mm-hmm. you know, one of them's going to have to miss out. And well potentially two of them if the, the last guy that I want to mention in this game, big Jack Amakis, keeps up what he's doing. What what did you make of him, mate? I was I was arguing with my pals. I I feel like I quite like him. I quite like what Jackamakis gives us up front. It's different to Kyogo and probably Maeda as well. It's a bit of a... <clears throat> what, was the tweet? What, what was it? What was the tweet I seen? It was um, Jackamakis has been bred in a lab solely for Livingston away. It's, it's a tweet. Exactly, mate. And do you know what else as well? See, if we ever need to go to up front, mm-hmm. he's a perfect foil for Maeda or Kyogo. Aye. You know what I mean? So, aye, uh, that's that's exactly the sort of player is that 
that Livingston away type of player. But mm. I, I will say again, I feel, I think I've mentioned it previously before, I feel as if you cannot give him any time on the ball. I can't. I agree. You need, he needs to, it needs to be an instinctual finish for him. You know, like fire a ball and across the, the six yard box, like the goal against Hearts, a wee back heel. Yeah. See if that comes to him at the penalty spot and he's got time to take a touch. Uh, I'm not confident that he's putting it in the back of the net. Well, and I uh, thought he was a, excellent against Rangers. I really did think was he was a, excellent. A prime example, actually, in the in the Murrow game, mate, of, of that because he showed his strength. There was one point where the, the camera kind of zoomed in on it and he had about three Motherwell players around him and he bullied every single one of them yep. and then went to run away with the ball and tripped at it and lost it. That's right. <laughs> after after That's bullying right. three boys off it. And you're just like, get rid of the ball, mate. Just get rid of it. You, exactly. you've not, he's not got that skill. But I, like I say, mate, I quite like him. I, 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 think, I, I, don't, I don't dislike him, mate. I think that he, there's something there. He, he mm-hmm. definitely offers something and his hold-up play in the last few games has been excellent as well. So, yeah. you know, I don't think by any means he's ever going to be first choice striker but if we ever do need two up front I would have him along with A and other yeah because it's he kind of reminds me a bit of Chris Sutton not not maybe te- as technically proficient as Chris Sutton but oh, yeah, he plays the that. game if you know what I mean you know like the positions he gets himself into when he's holding the ball up he's holding the men off and all of that and he does remind me of something in that way but see the sooner that he can get his eye in for a final pass or you know make sure that he's more in the centre of the box because Jota and <clears throat> excuse sorry Jota and Abada or Forrest who is far to deceive in his last few appearances, I've got to say, um, will weigh chances on a plate for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, I think he's a he's a perfect target man and he's a perfect guy to play in the big guy, wee guy kind of striker partnership. It's Nakamura. So, mate, we've got two more games uh, coming up this week that we need to discuss. One more than the other, you know, we'll, we'll get on to them but the first one up is tomorrow night Wednesday Aberdeen away mm-hmm. how you how you feeling about this I mean, it's, a, it's always a dodgy place to go for us mm-hmm. particularly a, a midweek game what you what you thinking uh, I really don't know Ryan to be honest with you again I, look at Aberdeen look where they are mm-hmm. you know look where they are in the league look at the results that they've had but you know when it comes up against Celtic or Rangers that these players raise their game you know, and Scott Brown's not going to let them lie down to us. Do you know what I mean? He's he, he's going to have them right up for it, even it's though he should. Even though he should. Hey, <laughs> 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 but uh, he's obviously no got a buddy memo then. That's is it exactly. Fucking hell, man! Once we've got out of sight, out of mind there. Eh? No, but uh, it's really it all depends on what Aberdeen turn up because if Aberdeen turn up and try to ever go I Celtic could take a fucking barrel load after them but right. if they if they come there and they sit in and they try and hit us on the attack uh, on the counter attack which a few teams have, have done successfully over the year over the, the course of the season so far then it really all depends on Carter Vickers and Starfield I think because Juranovic is we need to have him in this mm-hmm. match because over the over the past couple of couple of weeks he's been brilliant and there's actually talk uh, transfer talk about him already. I would just go so, on to that one in the the news later on because I've got I've got thoughts on that one. 
Uh, Can't he solve it? I get fucking thoughts on that one and all. <laughs> but um, um, Greg Taylor always seems to do no bad um, up against uh, Aberdeen. So I've not got any worries about him. But uh, Starfield needs to keep his head in the game because even though he played really well against Rangers, there was one one bit where uh, there was just one instance and it, it tends to have that that one, one eye and it, thank fuck we were three and a half up at a time and it, it never came to anything, do you know what I mean? But, you know, see if you have a mistake with that in a game against Rangers and it costs you a goal and the fans are on your back for, Aye. you know, for a long time. So he needs to keep his head in the game, make sure that he's concentrating because as critical as, as we've both been here at times, I, I see flashes of a right good player and it's... <laughs> It's murder because you, you're just waiting for that one uh, brain fart kind of thing that he has. Aye. Me, me and the, the boys have been arguing about this because last couple of games, one of my mates was like, oh, Starfelt's shite. And I'm like, mate, have you been watching Starfelt for the last month? Are you just going on, Aye. like, you know, what you think is cool to say? Because Starfelt's not been shite. Starfelt's been a really good defender since Carter Vickers came in alongside him. Mm-hmm. Since we get the two of them together. I mean, Carter Vickers, for me, uh, we spend the money on that guy in the summer. We, we buy both him and Jota. He's starting to, he's starting to convince me, I have to say. He, he is Aye. starting to convince me. Mate, um, the guy doesn't lose a header. He does not lose a header. Everything he's, he's, built, he's built like a packet of fags. Uh, mate, he's you know a fucking I mean? bastard. I, that's what I mean. He's, like, he's built like a packet of fags. He's like that, man. He's <laughs> like a, a mad rectangle, but he's he's really he's powerful. He's And I've said this to you before as well, he's got a great eye for a forward pass, like a quarterback forward pass, Mm -hmm. you know. So he's definitely, he's got a few strings to his bow. I just hope that he's enjoying it here. You know what I mean? I can see that Jota's enjoying it. But Carter Vickers seems like a very quiet kind of guy, you know what I mean? Like a kind of very contemplative kind of guy. And whenever I've, I heard him interviewed on Celtic TV and he comes across really well as well. So, you know, it's, I hope he's enjoying himself because if he is, then depending on the outlay, it's a no-brainer because we've seen what he can do. We're, we're halfway through the season and he's, he's for me, he's probably been in the, the top five performers of the season for us, I would say. And by the way, see if you had to sit and put players into an order for how for how well they've been playing this season, you, that's a, that's... An achievement in itself, man. I, I, I actually couldn't do it this year. I couldn't rank the players this year. Kyogo, Jota, and apart from that, everybody else is a free for all. And all honestly, I think everybody in, in their position has been brilliant. You know, Juranovic, like you mentioned earlier on in the last few games, has been phenomenal. You know, Carter Vickers, solid. Greg Taylor, mm-hmm. solid. Callum McGregor, brilliant. Hatate, brilliant. O'Reilly, Aye. brilliant. Yep. Right, the, 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 the players that we've got just now, like, just touching on the uh, potential team selection for this one. I think it speaks for itself. You know, I think we'd both agree you're going to go Juranovic, Carter, Vickers, Starfield, Taylor, um, O'Reilly, McGregor, Hitate, Jota, Abada. Who are you going with up top? Are you going to go Maeda for this one or are you going to put um, the big man up, Jack and Marcus? Aberdeen away. I think you can get either a half each. If it's not working, then you can change it. You know what I mean? But if it was me, uh, I like Aberdeen don't tend to sit in against us. And I don't think Stephen Glass would allow us would allow Aberdeen to sit in against us. So I would I would say 
you go with Maeda for this one because there's going to be a, a, a bit of space in at the back, I think. Um, then, you know, like I said, if it's not working, uh, you can maybe bring Yakimakis on or uh, you can go two up front and keep Maeda and Yakimakis and maybe take off a, a midfielder or, or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. aye, it's, all, it's all really down to... I think Angie's going to make the decisions and I trust whatever the fuck he does anyway. True. I also noticed as well, I was talking about the midfield theory and I said Hitate, O'Reilly and McGregor. And you've I got Rogic. Out, I missed out Tam, aye. Aye, you've got so, Rogic as well. And you've got yeah. Beaton, who, aye. by the way, red card aside, has been brilliant recently. He's been absolutely brilliant recently. Aye, big, big fan of Beaton. Uh, right, the second game then, mate. Oh, before we do that, score prediction, what do you reckon then? Uh, 2-0 Celtic. Cool, I'm going to go 3-0. I reckon we'll, I reckon we'll skip them. Mm, nice. Nice. Yeah, Clearly. Um, right, next game then, next Sunday, uh, cup game at home. Should mm. be fairly straightforward against uh, Wraith Rovers. Mm. Um, how, are we, how are you feeling about that one? I think we'll get that much uh, momentum now I don't think we should be changing the team you know I, I think we should be going all guns blazing I realise that fitness might be an issue I've said that before maybe look, mm-hmm. but on the past couple of games we really haven't fell away in the second half which is pointing in the right direction you know what I mean Yeah. so um, I would keep the team as it is just now um, maybe if you're a, a few goals up then I believe Caramoco uh, Dembele's back training. Yep. Um, it's time to maybe introduce some of the younger players, like the young boy that we signed for uh, Shamrock Rovers. Was it Shamrock Rovers that we signed him for? Oh, I, uh, is it Kelly? Something Kelly? Aye. aye. Um, striker. Young boy, you know, it's time to like, introduce players like that into, into the game. You've obviously we've had uh, Ben Doak, who's come on in a couple of games recently. So... You know, if you're a few goals up, that's when you can bleed these young players and give them a bit of, uh, a bit of experience in front of a large crowd at Celtic Park, you know, so... Nothing gets I, mad that um, Ben Doak came on for uh, about 50 minutes against Rangers and then had to go up early in the morning for school the next day. Imagine getting into school the next day. Imagine getting into school and just beat Rangers. I know. I'd, yeah, I'd be getting in, Stephen. I don't care. 16, I'd be getting in. <laughs> That's but, the reason why you're not a professional footballer, mate, I suppose. Co- correct, mate. Correct. Uh, right. Wraith over score prediction. What are you thinking? Is it a hammer? I hope so. But again, all defence if they sit in their own box for 90 minutes because we do tend to have a wee bit of issues with breaking teams down like that. But the fact that we've got a midfielder that's get a bit of uh, talent for outside the box shooting, you know what I mean? That, that changes things because it's no longer Celtic trying to walk the ball into the We've got a threat for outside the box as well. So, you know, I, I would expect us to, if I was going to put a coupon on, I would put on Celtic minus three. Well, actually, that's no far off. I'd say because I was going to say four nothing. So, well, I, that's, that's four nothing. So, Celtic I, minus three. Ideal. Johnson lays up the shot! So, mate, just a couple of bits of news this week then. Celtic have confirmed their, their squad for the Conference League. 
Um, no real surprises. Um, Keogh goes back in. Julian's going to be in as well. Um, couple of boys out like Shaw and um, Urugiri who've, who've left yeah. anyway. Um, the the one surprise, which is maybe not a surprise, is um, Edigucci's been left out. Um, we're thinking that's maybe injury related then he's been left out completely or is it maybe that he's just probably doing the pecking order and midfielders that we've got in that squad I think that's probably the case mate and what you need to remember as well is you can only replace a certain amount of players you mm-hmm. know so um, he might have made it but he, he obviously doesn't seem like a huge loss at this point in time you know what I mean? So um, he's definitely not hit the ground running the way, in, the way that Maeda and uh, Hattati have. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously had that bad challenge on him at all as well. So maybe a few wee uh, behind closed doors games for him, get him up to speed. And then he could be an important player in the running at the end of the season. But it know... can always be used in the league as well, can't it? That's the yeah. thing, you know, that it's, it's important Absolutely. to remember. It, it, it can be used for score rotation in, in the league. So it could just be that we're kind of putting in the better players for the, the conference league. Um I no no real surprise at that one. Um last bit of news this week, mate, and this is probably where people need to um stick with us because the the, the anger is here with this one. Um I'll just read this here. As per Fabrizio Romano, the man that we don't like to hear things from because they usually come through. Leicester City are exploring the possibility of taking Josip Juranovic to the Premier League with Brendan Rodgers recently making the trip to Glasgow, casting his eyes over him. Leicester are one of several clubs across Europe interested. He also mentions a fee of around 8.5 to 12.5 million would be enough for Celtic to part ways with the Croatian international. No chance. Um, This is on uh, Fabrizio's podcast for anybody Mm. that wants to to hear it. we we spoke there about Juranovic, about the performances he put in this season. The performance mm-hmm. against Rangers, most notably, was phenomenal. Probably one of the best performances I've seen from anybody um, in an all-firm game in a long time, like individual performance. Um, to suggest that they would get him for between 8.5 and 12.5 million, mate, it's, it's a bit of a laughing stock, isn't it? It's ludicrous, but when you take into account the fact that it would be a ten million profit if we got if we sold them for twelve and a half million after mm-hmm. one year, it would make business sense. But I don't I don't think that uh, I, would, bear I, mind, would, he, I would not be accepting anything near twelve and a half million. Bear in mind as well, mate, he's got four years left on his yeah. deal. It's a five year deal that he signed. Plus he also seems as if he gets it. Mm-hmm. Which is Nah, he, he, hates, he hates him and all, doesn't he? He hates him and all. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, like, he, he, he's a sort of player that I, I think is one of the ones that, you know, he's enjoying his football here. He's maybe got uh, plans and dreams of playing at a higher level as most footballers will have, but hmm. I think he's enjoying it at Celtic. You know what I mean? So, and who would have thought, especially earlier on in the season, He's, Anthony Ralston was brilliant, right? And I couldn't see any way where Juranovic was getting into the team. So to see what he's turned into for us again within that short period of time is it, it blows my mind, man. And I'm sorry, Brendan, but you can go and take a run and fuck to yourself, mate, if you think you're getting him for that kind of money. 
Quite right, mate. Quite right. And I also, would I would rather sell him to another team for less money. <laughs> than go to than go to Leicester with that guy. Aye. Don't disagree with you, mate. Um anybody listening, if you agree, put your hand up just now. Thought so. Loads of folk there. Um also, mate, lastly, Juranovic, he can go wherever he wants, but he's not going to make it on Pitbull's Instagram, is he? Nah, man. Nah, what, what, mate, that, that wasn't real life, the other day. That was not real life. What do you call that guy? Is it Mr. Worldwide? Hi, <laughs> mate. I mean, say like Worldwide, mate. That's all you need to know, as usual. Pitbull CSC. On for McStay. So that's it for this week's episode of Celtic Daft. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Chris, you'll be back on the main show this week with the boys. Uh, Great yeah, on making I, it back this week. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, if he's two doors down, things all done, done and dusted, then I. Um, but me and Stephen will be there regardless, and John as well, who, by the way, tonight claims he's a Falkirk fan. Tonight he's sitting watching the Brit Awards rather than Falkirk. What, should we find out what the Falkirk score was, Ryan? Hold on. Let's che- as we like. as we are speaking right now, let's check your full cut score, um, because that might kind of make our mind up for us. Actually, what day is it? A day makes it Tuesday. Yes. Full cut one three now, oh, and he's missed it. Aye, and guess what? It was away to Alwa. They actually got a better result against Alwa than we did. Ah <laughs> oh, man, did they get a parking ticket the same way we did on it? And he's saying to me, I couldn't, I can't get through to the game. He's got a car at his front door and he lives about 10 minutes away from Aloha. He's a fucking chancer. So he does, mate. How, how long did we travel for? Exactly. We, I think it was five and a half hours, I think it was, right? Fucking bit five and a half for hours. Me, mate. I know. That's because I had to come pick you up for your mansion somewhere or not. That's that. Mansion in the sky. Um, right. So uh, you'll be back on the main show this week, mate. Um, remember, if you're listening on Apple, please rate and subscribe. On Spotify, please subscribe to us on there as well. Make sure you get our podcasts. Chris will be back on Thursday. Crystal, as always, mate. God bless you.